0: Hey friends, I know some of you feel like January's been a hundred days long, but today's actually January 31st, 2024. So woohoo, if we can get through this day, we are over January. And I know that last um, episode, um, getting how to survive the winter blues or the cure for the winter blues, I don't know what I called it. I just know that a lot more of you listen, so yay, thanks for that. I am Chrissy Baki. I'm the hippie Christian who cares. I really care about people. I love God. I love people, and I want everybody to know this amazing God. I also say, who cares what I have to say? I am not a uh, theologian. I don't have a master's in divinity. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a deaconess. I am just a lover of Jesus Christ, and I want you to know him as your friend and your savior. And that's how it goes. I super dig the Bible, and I like to read it often. I need to be better at it. and um, But what i will tell you is every time i encounter it i feel like it is jesus talking right to me and it's funny because sometimes i feel like it's jesus and sometimes i feel like it's god and which is hilarious because god the father god the son god the holy spirit one god three like parts to god that whole triune god thing is sort of like crazy to fathom, but when you wrap it all into the one God that provides everything for us, it's amazing. So this week is all about um, the scripture that was at, um, in the liturgy for last Sunday in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Interestingly enough, a lot of times that crosses over to some Catholic churches and some other denominations, and so many of you might have heard it too. But for me, there were some things that really stood out that made me want to share with you. So should be a fun little scripture chit-chat today. So just now, I decided the title of this podcast would be if knowledge is power, then God is knowledge. And you may be familiar with the quote that says, knowledge is power. And I believe it is Einstein who said that. On a, on a fun note, one time there was, have you ever played the game, would you rather? It's usually stuff like, um, you know, would you rather eat boogers or eat puke? gross, right? I mean, they're usually horrifying things like that. Um, but sometimes there's weird ones and I can't remember what the rather was, but one of them was like, I don't know, maybe would you rather speak with like a Southern accent or would you rather have to say Einstein after every sentence? And so you would just, say a sentence einstein and like like it's a big slam i don't know i found it to be hilarious anyways i will continue on with the podcast einstein (laughs) now i'm cracking myself up all right anyways einstein said knowledge is power and honestly he wasn't wrong it is amazing what you can do when you know something if you want to learn how to do something you get knowledge to do it right it's the reason we go to school it's the reason we learn how to read and it's the reason we take classes I suppose that's go to school but research things Um, apprentice. There's lots of ways to learn. You can observe and learn. You can hands-on and learn. You can, like I said, read and research. Like the whole TikTok phenomenon. How many of you have seen something on an Instagram Reels or a TikTok video or a YouTube video, right? I mean, my goodness, your toilet breaks and you YouTube how to fix the toilet, right? Like, and I don't know why I pick toilet except for the fact that like, that's one of those things people break and like there's YouTube videos on it. Um, There's some that probably are crazy dangerous in terms of like how to get your pilot light turned back on or how to do electrical things. But long story short, we learn through a wide variety of ways. And when we get the knowledge, we feel powerful and it is true, but true power really belongs to God. And our knowledge, should never be used in a way that lords over somebody else that makes you better or me better than someone else i do this podcast not because i think i'm so smart or that i have this immense amount of knowledge or wisdom to share with anybody I just want to share my faith journey and what I learn and what I think I know in a way to get you interested in a God who is almighty, who is all powerful, omnipotent and amazing. So at church on last Sunday, from 1st Corinthians 8, 1 through 13. It is this excerpt from Paul, the apostle, who is talking about food that has been offered to idols and whether or not people should eat it. And every time I have ever read this, My brain has literally connected it with food and the idea of are certain foods bad for you and not in the sense that like quit eating the marshmallows, Chris, because they're not good for you, they'll rot your teeth and make you fat, but more so um, is certain meat that we shouldn't eat? Um, is there things that are considered unclean? Kind of like back in the whole Leviticus, these set of rules of what we can eat and what we can't eat. And the fact that when God originally created the earth and put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He said, all these plants and are here for you to eat and you can eat off all the trees except this one tree. That's the only tree you can't eat off of and it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But of course, they saw that tree and thought, mm, that fruit looks way more del- delicious than anything else we've been offered. And so anyways, I really thought this had to do with the fact of somebody who ate something that somebody else deemed as unholy or sinful to eat and even though when Noah and his family came to dry ground God said you have taken care of these animals and now you can have them for food and so That's when human race went from being vegetarian to carnivorous. I don't know if that's really the right way to put it, but there still then became some rules about what types of animals to eat. And a lot had to do with two things. One, some of it had to do with keeping people safe and preparation and cleanliness and Um, you know, the fact that there weren't refrigerators and proper ways of cooking stuff. The other part was sort of to make this nation that would become the nation of Christ separated from others. And so it was sort of a set of rules that set them apart from other people. And so it's kind of a contextual kind of thing. And those rules, I would say, don't really apply to us anymore because Jesus comes and he becomes our food. Sounds weird, right? But seriously, he gives his body and his blood for us. And that's why in the Passover meal, which we now know as the Last Supper or the Lord's Supper, he says, this is my body given for you, and this is my blood shed for you. His disciples had to be like, okay, not quite sure where he's going for it, except maybe they were just thinking he was that passionate about being their savior only to see him give his body and his blood for them and for us. So, that sort of tells you how I looked at this scripture prior to it being read on Sunday. So, at my church, the scriptures are read prior to the sermon first it's the old testament reading this and honestly it's not just my church it's lots of churches they usually have something from the old testament something from the epistles which just for the record um matthew mark luke and john are the four gospels those are the four books of the bible that are the account of Christ's life on earth. In the epistles, it's post resurrection. So Jesus has been crucified, died, was buried, rose again, and now is on earth and he ascends into heaven and baptizes everyone with the Holy spirit and Ascends, and now it is the beginning of the Christian church, and the record of that as it was written down. I love Pastor Mark Renner, and I'm sure he said that he learned it from someone else, but he says the Bible is very much like Jesus Christ 100% God and 100% man and so we know that men wrote the words down inspired by god and so it is both god and man and for us to fully understand it i personally think and very much of this particular episode is my perception, my belief, my thoughts, and could my mind change at some point? Sure it could, because it's interesting. I went and got my, um, I always jokingly call this my um, super Lutheran Bible. It's the Concordia self-study Bible. It's the new international version. It's Concordia Publishing House, which is, I think, super Lutheran. And when I read when i have read this in the past more than once and that's not me like "Mm, i'm so smart Um, i say that though because different times i highlight different things this in this bible what is highlighted is not at all what i underlined on sunday and it doesn't mean that that wasn't important. It's just when I read the Bible at that moment in time, or whenever I read that part, that is the part that spoke to me. On Sunday, these four verses spoke to me. And so I'm not gonna read the whole chapter, like, or the whole 13 verses like I have in the past, You can go back and read um, 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 13. But I want to focus on a few things. So they're talking about, uh, the first verse does say, concerning food offered to idols. We know that all of us possess knowledge. So, skip the food part. And let's talk about the knowledge part because it says this knowledge and even in the writing it has knowledge in quotations puffs up but love builds up and I instantly highlighted that and my brain went back to when we spoke about love another time. And we talked about how often in the Bible, when the word love comes up, that many, many, many times you can interchange the word love with Christ's name. And if you do so in this particular verse, it works phenomenally. This knowledge puffs up, but Jesus builds up. So no matter what I share on this podcast, any knowledge that I have, anything I have learned that I want to pass on, it really only builds me up, so to speak, or puffs me up. I got knowledge, I shared it, maybe feel good about it. Probably get a big head occasionally over it or think I know so much But I don't and it's it's all it does is feed me But it is Jesus that builds up and it is the love of Christ that builds up so if you are an avid Bible reader you may know tons more than i do it does not make you better than me and if i know more than you do it doesn't make me better than you cuz truth be told god created us in his image and we are equal in his image my line to christ isn't any faster than your line to christ and when i say line it's like your telephone line which is super archaic of me but it's important that we love each other so verse two i didn't underline it says if anyone imagines that he knows something he does not yet know as he ought to know So, if anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But, if anyone loves God, he is known by God. So, if you imagine that you know something... More than you know, or that you ought to know, or that, you know, you think you know it all. Not that big of a deal. But if anybody loves God, he is known by God. So it isn't how much you know, as much as it is that God loves you. End of sentence. If anyone loves God, he is known by God. Drop the mic, right? I'm not going to, though, because this mic is really heavy. And if I drop it right now, your ears would bust. So that one also stuck out to me. So Paul goes on to talk about the whole idea of, um, understanding about idols and stuff like that and in my in my in my in my real Bible not the bulletin is what I mean by that in my Bible there's a moment where he is in this next short paragraph He's basically saying, like, okay, you know, there's idols, there are these so-called gods, and, like, there's lots of many gods with a little little G, and lords with a little L. And I highlighted, which is what stuck out to me, yet for us, there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came, and for whom we live, and there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came, and through whom we live. So to me, that's what stuck out to me at that time. Like, you know, it's not about um, idol worshiping and all these, like I said, gods with a little g. One God, one Jesus, and that stuck out to me. Interestingly enough, on Sunday, didn't even underline that part. So he goes and talks about, you know, like if food is actually um, offered to an idol and, you know, his point is, it's not really what we eat. However, in verse 9, this stuck out to me. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak and i think i have thought before that it always basically referred to should you be should you be a vegetarian or a vegan or is it okay to eat meat however If you're with somebody who eats meat, I mean, who is a vegetarian, it would be rude to be like, oh, hey, we're having prime rib tonight, right? Because that goes against sort of who they are and what they believe and they eat and that kind of thing. And it might cause them to eat meat when they don't want to. So, kind of like that's kind of a weird analogy and kind of like weak, right? But I guess I also think of it too when if there's anybody that is suffering from, you know, alcohol addiction, why would I want to serve alcohol and beer around those people? I don't, I don't want to cause them problems, right? Like, and even though i might be able to have a beer or a drink which in the world of drinking in my time when i did drink like i always liked the ones that just were like really sweet and like a wine cooler or (laughs) wine coolers they don't even make those anymore but now they make what is it um like white claw i think those are like modern day wine coolers but yeah like seriously like the really cheap wine that tastes like Kool-Aid, like, but even then my face would get all red. It was embarrassing. And so, um, I liked the margarita on the rocks, but you know, seriously, I would have one margarita and I'm jazz clapping and this was never very good at drinking. And when you know people who struggle, I just think, well, why, why would I do that when it has caused hardship for somebody that I know and love. Again, I don't even know if that's a right analogy. I just know that as a Christian, we need to be careful that something we are doing might cause somebody else to stumble. Maybe you like to go to um, a casino. Like in Wisconsin, my brain goes to like ho-chunk casino. For some people, that's just entertainment. For somebody else, it's a stumbling block. So we often need to ask for discernment in terms of what is acceptable and what isn't. Same with dancing. There's lots of churches that are like, don't dance. Sounds very footloose, doesn't it? But if something is going to cause somebody a greater sin, we certainly would suggest not doing it. I know people that will not do yoga as an exercise because for them, it yoga represents another religion, another culture that doesn't worship a triune God and a risen Lord Jesus Christ. And so for them, they don't want to cause somebody else to think that that's okay. For me, Yoga is an exercise. I am not worshiping another God. If the yoga instructor ever made mention of that, I would not participate. But there's a lot of benefits for me in yoga. And so that's okay for me. And if somebody said, yeah, I'm I'm not all about that, I would share with them why I think it's okay for me But also, if that's causing you a problem, you know, forgive me for, you know, having a different opinion or asking you to do something that you don't want to do. We don't ever want to cause somebody not to know Christ because of what we are doing. That includes the knowledge that we have and the understanding that we have because at the end of the day none of us are perfect. Sin is sin is sin and it causes death. Separation from God and the only cure for that is death and overcoming the devil and victory over death and that is Jesus Jesus is the way the truth and the life and so regardless of a stumbling block we all have them And we all need to be cautious of each other's stumbling blocks and it's not for us to call people out on their stumbling blocks as much as it is for us to call people into Jesus Jesus says go and make disciples and baptizing people and so it isn't what we do it is what Jesus does for us. But we cannot not point people to Jesus by causing them, by putting blocks in their way. And so in verse 11, it, in be- like verse 10 just talks about an example of eating the bad food in verse 11 and so by your knowledge This weak person is destroyed The brother from whom for whom Christ died Thus sinning against your brothers and wound and wounding their conscience When it is weak you sin against Christ So When we have the knowledge That somebody is weak in an area and we are causing them A struggle because of this weakness and we Then destroy them whether it's because they participate in their weakness or because they think oh it's okay for you it'll be okay for me and the person is destroyed by it this is the person that jesus has died for too so sitting against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak you sin against christ That's a lot in there. And what stood out to me is that if we are preventing anybody from coming to know Christ based on what we are saying, based on what we are doing, um, we are guilty of sin as well. And it's a big sin. As if all of the sins aren't big. But I guess when I take more than I can eat on my plate and I throw half of it away, clearly that is sinful. When anything that I do is preventing somebody from coming to know god as their father son and holy spirit and jesus as their savior we have really hurt somebody far more than you know any other way when it prevents somebody's salvation when when somebody does not want to know Christ because of our behavior that's a problem and so our knowledge of what is good what is right what we should do what we shouldn't do what we should say what we shouldn't say we got to be careful you know I think of um Bad language. I may use it now and then. Not proud. I just sometimes get off the beaten path. And I know that sometimes if I say it in front of somebody, there's no way that it's going to offend them. They just know it's just an expletive that doesn't necessarily mean anything horrifying, just, you know... Makes a good point, right? But there are other people that, if I say it in front of, it's going to cause their downfall. That's when it is extra bad. and here's the, here's the thing is that then maybe you shouldn't do it at all. You know? For me, I will always error on the side of loving somebody and pointing them to Jesus in a way where we are equals. We are sinful people and our sins are between God and us and we will be accountable for our sinfulness and thank God for Jesus Christ. Because he will always defend us. He has defended us. And he has won victory over sin and death and the devil. And so we will come before God clean and perfect. Sometimes I view reading the Bible like calling god and so you're in conversation with god and the topic of the day was that there's one god and one savior and then the next time you call him the topic is that knowledge puffs you up but love builds others up and the other verses that i was chit-chatting about and does that change the meaning of what god is saying in these 13 verses i don't know i don't think so i think that previous message is still there but god is also saying like hey chrissy Don't forget this, this, and this. And I might read it another time and my life experiences, my perception, um, my circumstance that day might apply it again differently. And again, I'm not saying it's changing the word of God. I'm not saying to add to it or subtract from it. I'm just saying that it is living and breathing and God is continuing to show me and show us maybe what he means. And I think that's where the more and more I read this Bible, the more and more I believe that I can't possibly understand it, that I can't possibly say with a shadow of a doubt, that all that I have said in this podcast is absolute and right. I just know that on that Sunday morning, God prompted me to underline these things as, this is what I want you to think about. This is what I want you to try to understand. This is what I want you to talk about and work to understand and the whole idea of causing somebody to stumble made me feel like God is calling me and and maybe others and maybe you to be more compassionate, to be a little bit more kind. Maybe a call for speaking out when somebody, when something is unjust and working to understand something that we don't know or experience. How can I possibly understand? A disease that I don't have? How could I possibly understand being a race that I am not? How can I possibly understand a difference of opinion when I am not in that person's shoes? I can't, but what I can do is be in relationship with people and be in relationship with God. And that is what my savior calls me to do. He says to love God and to love people. And in loving God, we serve others. And he says to make disciples out of them. And what is a disciple? A disciple's just a follower of Christ. And I shouldn't say just, but it's that simple. Someone who follows Christ. And, and to follow Christ leads to knowing Christ and accepting that this is our God and our Savior. And so... My long pause is I just feel like that's what God wanted me to to ponder. And I share it with you because maybe when you go and read that scripture, it will speak to you in your circumstance in a different way because you are you and God created you to be in his image and He gave you your brain to think and your take to share and it should always point to one God and one Savior. I like too that in last week's question, I had a reader who answered, And their favorite psalm was Psalm 18, um, 16 through 19. And I loved the verse in there where it said, He rescued me because he delighted in me. That is exactly it. God does rescue us. He rescues us from our sinfulness, from our hurt, from our brokenness because he delights in us oh my goodness there's the message that i don't think you can dissect in any other way than god delights in us he loves us he created us in his image because he delights in us and that's why he saves us from our sinfulness Don't be a stumbling block, don't let your knowledge puff up so much that it prevents somebody from coming to know Christ. Sometimes I also think that God gives us different thoughts and views on Bible verses, so that we have these conversations. So that one person can say, well, I think it means this. And somebody else says, I think it can mean this. And we look at it and we look at all the history and the, um, the grammar and the meaning of the words in Greek and Hebrew and Latin and all the things and try to come up with what God means which makes me giggle too, because do you think we're going to come to that real conclusion? For me, as I try to share with you what I think, it's always in a light that hopes that something will interest you to get to know God more, to get to know who Jesus Christ is, and to fall in love with Him so that it becomes so real to you. I am so grateful that you listen. I love everybody who shared with me their favorite foods, Paul and his pizza. I love the fact that this particular Episode reminds me so much of my sister Susie in the sense that she has always been way more of a hippie Christian than I am. And I know there were times where I have maybe judged her to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that, or you shouldn't do that, or that's weird, or whatever. But it really taught me to be open and accept things that maybe are different than i am and really discern and go to god and go to the bible and and say you know does this match up but we get we get to worship in so many different ways and if it's uncomfortable that might not be your way but it doesn't mean it's wrong so we just need to keep pursuing this amazing god um Thank you, Renee, for listening. Not sure Eric did, but thank you that you listened. And um, my classmate, Michelle, I know she's been listening. And always Paul and Judy and Bob and Brian and Becca and Randy and Debbie and Phyllis and Leah and all the people. You are my friends and my listeners, and I know I forget to shout you out sometimes. Um, keep listening and send me an email hippie Christian who cares at gmail.com or put it in the comments. Anyways, love you all. Hope this was helpful. Um, just know it's one take on it one thought process but if it gets you talking and gets you reading that's a good thing have a wonderful day and congratulations January's almost over